Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Now, back to the morning roast with Bonte and Shasky. No, Bonte's out, but I got FP in filling in for him. Um, and, and FP, I'm going to be honest, it's, it's, it's a tough hat to fill. Bonte's got a very big head. I'm just teasing. I'm just teasing. Bonte, we love you. He's got a bochi head? Uh, he's got a big dome. Really? Big dome. Big dome. But he's a tall guy. I mean, he's a very tall guy, and you and I are not so much. That's okay. But we got FP filling in. Shasky, you heard Charles Barkley ripping San Francisco again, and I think it's 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 low hanging fruit, like FP said, and and it, and it really gets to me. And I want to hear from I want to hear from our community. I want to hear from people that live here. Uh, when you live in Oakland, if you're living in Livermore, if you're living in Marin County, if you live in San Francisco, if you live in San Mateo or or Foster City or San Jose or wherever, aren't you tired? Tired of this? Aren't you tired of being, you know, just ripped and crushed? And and I get there, there are some truths to it. I am not denying. I'm not naive and I'm not stupid and I'm not blind. There are some bad spots. I, I don't disagree with that. But there are also some great spots. I'll be going to a game tonight, FP. I'll be taking my son. Uh, well, first I got baseball practice at uh, San Francisco Baseball Academy where we're doing hitting on, on Geary. I'll be going there, and then I'm going over to watch my niece play against Sacred Heart, SI versus SH, girls basketball, in the heart of downtown San Francisco, right there on Ellis Street at Sacred Heart tonight. And I'm not thinking twice. I'm taking my son. My son's been to so many basketball games. I'm taking him tonight with my wife, and we're all going to the game. And it's in downtown San Francisco. And I will not be wearing a bulletproof vest, Charles Barkley. I have no problem whatsoever. Now, do I get frustrated with parking? Do I get frustrated with certain blocks and the and the the tent city and all the things that I see? Absolutely. I don't deny that there aren't issues, but we act like we can't raise families here, and that's just unequivocally not true. I gave you my experience on Saturday. I had 40 kids playing baseball, safe, all putting their backpacks in the dugout, not tripping. And by the way, thousands of dollars in these backpacks now. You got waffle gloves. You got baseball gloves. You got helmets. You got $400 bats. Didn't worry about it at all. We, we had parents hanging out. There were soccer games on the other side. That is not my experience here in San Francisco. And I get angry when I see people blanketly rip my city and my community. It's It's just... It bugs me. I'd be less than authentic if I didn't say I'm scared to drive my car in the city. Because Where? I'm scared to park. Okay. And I see, I've had so many friends, including my son, get their car broken into so many times. That is, to me, and I, I agree with you, that is not an exclusive to San Francisco issue. That is a statewide issue. But I would agree with you, cars getting broken into, it's out of control. 
So I take Ubers. My Uber bill is way more than I can afford right now. Yeah. So when I'm going across <laughs> town from, I live by Water Bar on the Embarcadero to the marina. Mm-hmm. Well, my Good friends spot to, are, live. I, to, to the bus stop, which is my spot. And yeah. I always got to give those guys a plug. Yeah, no, no, boys. no. And yeah, so when I go across town, like my Uber bill, and it's not because I'm drinking too much. It's yeah. just because I'm scared to park and I'm scared that my car, and I have friends that have really nice cars that drive everywhere in the city mm-hmm. and they're not worried about it so like it's my own little phobia but like if you saw the pregame show i think it was on saturday draymond and barkley kind of got into it not like that but draymond said and i quoted it they cleaned it up it's looking real good i promise you that was draymond's yeah. quote and he was talking about apec and he goes yeah. they had some sort of conference and they cleaned it up paraphrasing now but that was his direct quote and i don't know man i just i i defend it Ad nauseum. I defend San Francisco all the time because I feel like I can because I live here. And when you hear the criticism, it's from people that I think visit and don't live. If you could say I visited Ireland and yeah. I liked it for three days, I lived in Ireland for six <laughs> months. I assimilated myself into the community and the population. I love Ireland because I live there. Yeah. If you visit San Francisco or you watch the clips on CNN or you watch the clips on BBC and you see they show, what what is it, United Nations Plaza, and that's what they always cut to. And they don't show the other things. Like every city has their warts. Every city has problems right now, and and it's all post-COVID. I, I don't like the perception right now, and I don't know how you change it. I know some groups, and I don't want to name their names on air, that it's a bunch of rich people that meet every couple of weeks and throw big, elaborate parties, and they want to change the perception of San Francisco. But what are they really doing? They're but, just throwing parties to say, like, yeah, it sucks. Yeah, it sucks. We should change it. We should change it. Let's get drunk. Let's have another party. And, but they're really doing nothing. But, so, like, to me, I see people cleaning up garbage on the Embarcadero. Yeah. I see people, like actually getting out there and for me to for me to sit here and say that it's getting a bad rap and myself not doing anything about it then then i'm part of the problem and not part of the solution like if i'm going to sit here and bitch about the perception and yeah. i need to get out there on the streets and do something i'm not working right now yeah. i'm unemployed like i should be i should be part of the solution part of the solution isn't getting dressed up and going to a fancy no, restaurant that I agree and having a mar- five martinis and saying we should do something about it Part of, part of the solution is if if you care this much about the city, then like roll up your sleeves and do something about it. And I haven't. Yeah. So I, I am part of the problem and not part of the solution. Look, FP, and I, we got a lot of people on hold, and I'm going to get to everybody. 888-957-9570. We're getting an All-Star game in a year. Um, and it's coming to Chase Center. And, I, and kudos to Draymond Green for defending our city. He said more in one sentence than a lot of these teams have in terms of defending the city. And I and I appreciated that. Like, and Draymond is not somebody that I align with on everything. Trust me, I have, I have ripped Draymond left and right. There's things that I love. There's things that I hate. But seeing him defend it, I was like, damn, I wish Farhan, you know, when he's pitching it to free agents, would defend our city in that same manner. But the one thing that I that I will say is Farhan, you're a loser. I grew up. I wouldn't go that far. Who said I, that? Uh, that was one of our callers. All right, uh, I grew up in a, in, a, in a rougher part of the of the city, and it was always grimy. It was always grimy. Taking the fifteen third bus was was tough. I I would sit in the middle to the front because I didn't want to get jumped. I'm a tiny little white boy. Okay, there were certain parts of my neighborhood you didn't go into. You didn't go down near the Geneva Towers, right? You knew that, and and so we act like these things are new, and they're not. There's always been Knob Hill, and there's always been Hunters Point, and and yeah, maybe there's. There's a, a contrast that's exasperated now more than ever because of social media, the, the way things are put out there. But 
to me, my experience is what I've made it. And this is where I want to keep my family. And you're talking about what do you do for the city? I coach and I volunteer because I know a lot of these parents that are working two jobs can't do that. And these kids that want to stay in this city need fun, safe after-school activities. And that's why I'm trying to provide them. Free ones, too. You know? And so I'm trying my best to be a bastion of hope and of goodwill for the city. And I'm just one person. And I'm sick and tired when I see someone like Charles Barkley rip from afar my city that I care about, that I'm rolling my sleeves up to try to help. So let's keep this conversation going. Let's go to Robin in San Francisco. Robin, uh, step right up, no waiting. You're talking to FP, filling in for Bonte and Shasky. What do you think of Barkley's comments? Oh, Sam's on the phone. One second. Sam, can you pull up? Sam, can you pull up Robin, please, for me, buddy? Pull up Robin. I don't know how to pull her up. I apologize. I'm new to the board. Robin, step right up. What do you think of Barkley's comments? Can you hear me, sugar? I can now. <laughs> okay. So here's the deal. Homelessness, I wish I was in front of him. Homelessness is a societal problem. First of all, let me say this. I'm joking, but maybe I'm not because I don't do I don't do politics anymore. But uh, I think that uh, we got the bad rap not because of bad big baseball players because it's all political. Agreed. They all hate Barbara Boxer. They all hate they hate Barbara Boxer. And particularly, I live in her district. Is she still there? I guess she's not there. Let's go to let's go to Shaka in Berkeley. Shaka, step right up, no waiting. You know, Charles Barkley ripped our community again. What what did you think about it? Man, that was a slight, man. But I look at him, it, 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 he has a been had a problem with our community, man, because back before we won the championships in two fourteen and two fifteen, he had made comments like nobody wants to live up here, everybody wants to move to LA. So it is definitely you know, it goes back to Chris Webber and them uh, making uh, a commercial about mm -hmm. him way back in the 90s. And he come and scored a 50 points in, in, in the playoffs. Then uh, then us getting over and winning those championships in his face when he said we couldn't do it. Totally. But as far as what, what I believe, man, as, as we as a generation, we, we need to step up and address the problem that we live in. The second highest market in the Bay Area is like, I think only higher is probably New York. Um, and that's a real close, tight race. You know, Shaka, we should just come together. just come together in the Bay Area, man. And just help clean it up. As we owe that to ourselves. Yeah, Shock, it's a great call. You know, FP, I'll, I'll reveal a little about myself. Like, I, we've got a lot of addicts in my family. Like, that's just this what it is. And um, you know, I, I've lost family members in the streets of San Francisco, literally choosing to be homeless. And, and, and with the drug, you know, lifestyle over seeking help. And there was tons of help to be seeked. And we put them in Harbor Lights. We put them in a lot of different avenues and stuff. And there was a mental component where I clearly believe that this individual in our family, he just, he had a broken soul, you know, mentally. And, and we didn't, as a society, have infrastructure in place to help him mentally. And then there was also the drug aspect of it. I walk by people every single day in this city, and I say to myself, you think it's the city of San Francisco's duty to, to, to try to help every one of these people? That's very difficult. It's easy to say, okay? It's easy to blame politicians and say, you're voting for these people. It's much harder when that's your family member out there living, and they have, over a repeated long period of time, chosen the lifestyle and the drugs over help. And there was help out there. 
And there was a lot of infrastructure. And we could argue about how much those things are funded, where's the money really going, all of those things. But I've lost people in these streets. I got friends and immediate family members. And I also have family and friends that have been arrested, that sought help, like my uncle, and has changed his life and is one of the best people I know and is a bastion of hope of what you can become if you choose it. And I, I truly believe as we talk about San Francisco, it's as much a societal issue and our lack of empathy and caring for the mental as well as the metaphysical and the chemical dependencies that all of these people are going through. Because I'm walking around and FP, it's not as simple as well, get, get into rehab. It's much deeper than that. And I'm telling you from like my life story. And so when I hear Charles Barkley talk about homelessness and my city and how you know criminally ridden, riddled it is... It bugs me because I've lost someone to that lifestyle. And, dude, I tried everything I could to help that person. Everything I could to help my other buddies. And they've rejected me at every single turn. And so to say, like, it's just so easy, it's not. And clearly you're speaking, I'm talking Barkley, from a place of privilege where you haven't had to deal with a family member in that situation. Yeah, I'm sorry I had to go through that, man. That's I mean, a it heart, is. That's just, a heartfelt story. Thanks for your honesty and sharing that with us. FP, it's, this is the reality. You know, this it is what it is. And I think that, like, whether we're talking about Oakland, San Francisco, Santa Rosa, we all have someone in our life that we've tried to help who's, like, rejected our help. And you're like, damn, like, we just, like, they've chosen that lifestyle. You know what I mean? I, I do. Uh, and, and I'm sorry you had to go through that, dude. That, that That's awful. And I hope that nobody ever has to go through that. The person themselves that's in your family, that's just, that's a that's a tough story. The one thing I would say, Joe, is I don't, I don't, I lived in the nation's capital for 11 mm -hmm. years. I stay away from politics. It's just kind of my thing. I don't stick my head in the sand by any means. Yeah. But like when it when it pertains to sports and when the perception of our city uh, is affecting whether the Giants can sign a free agent, whether it's affecting, it it doesn't seem to affect the Warriors <laughs> at all. And and, and 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 athletes are so in a bubble. Yeah. Like, dude, we just go to the ballpark. We have our little world. We don't follow politics, nor do we care about politics. <laughs> we care about winning. We care about being a good bro to Next our contract. teammates. We care about a parade and winning a championship, a contract. So, like, a, a lot of athletes, I think today's athlete is more in touch with the world than maybe we were because of social media and because of all the exposure. But we were in such a bubble, dude. And maybe it's embarrassing to say this on air, but we just wanted, we just would go to the ballpark. We cared about our buddies. We played a game. We cared about our families. We go to the ballpark. We cared about our buddies. We want to win a game and our family. We didn't watch CNN. We didn't. We didn't have social media. We didn't so much really care. Like if if you did vote, and you were an athlete back in the day. You voted on who was not going to take the taxes. Yes, out of exactly. Your paycheck. Which is what most Which people is, vote. But we just weren't educated in it. Yeah. So I chose. When I lived in the nation's capital, and I'm, I'm, you can do the drip thing here, and I'm going to no, I love this. With this is senators why and congressmen, yeah. and yeah. and I'm getting to know these people, and they're all coming to games, and uh, I had the luxury of Supreme Court justices yeah. become fans because they listened every day. I just stayed away from it. I just judge people by people. I, I think if you're on one side of the aisle or the other, it doesn't mean you have to kill a person. You can agree to disagree. Can I ask you a question? How many current athletes for the Giants live in San Francisco? The ones that are like on the team that aren't like the fringe 21st through 25th guys on the roster. I don't know. What, what do you think? That I know a few that I hang out with. <laughs> okay, okay. And they're, I bet they're on the younger side. Yeah. Yeah. And they might live in the marina. Okay. Or might not live in the marina. But yeah, yeah, but the marina's a great place to live. 
See, but back in the day when it was Candlestick, we all lived in the peninsula. So that's okay. That is true. Not too many players lived in the city because that's a pretty long commute. Absolutely. Well, I look at the Warriors. Like Steph doesn't live in San Francisco. I'm sure Draymond doesn't. That's where I was getting to, Joe. Like, so if the Giants are having trouble signing players, you live in Danville, <laughs> right? You live in Walnut Creek. You drive across the bridge, and then you pull into the players' parking lot. You go to your suite if you're the family members, and you watch the game, and then you go back to Danville. So I don't know why the city of San Francisco and its perceived problems, which a lot of them are real, yeah. would affect a free agent signing or not. Yeah. If, if it comes down to it for me, yeah. and, and since we're kind of transitioning to that a little bit, I don't want to play baseball in cold weather. Well, that's a different that, conversation. Yeah, it, it, ha it would have nothing to do. Yeah. But you're talking to a kid that grew up in Northern California, that grew up a Giants fan. Yeah. So I look at this thing with a lot of bias but i don't understand why somebody wouldn't want to wear the orange and black by ever. the way i don't get it i love playing in cold weather what do you yeah well you I grew up here i grew up playing at crocker park which is basically like a helicopter <laughs> pad let's go out to the lines all right what would you think about charles Bird? let's play it one more time before we go out to the lines let's play what barkley and draymond said here so that we can reset for the audience that we have right now and don't forget you can download the the odyssey app and listen to 95 7 the game wherever you go you can watch the warrior game live they're coming back this week along with all the music and news that the Barry needs and if you want to like listen to us you can stream it there right now catch amazing interviews like what uh, i think willard and dibs had ramona shelburne on last week so you can go find that right there listen to what barkley said here and i want to hear from our community we're getting the all-star game next year all right we're getting it next year we're gonna get a super bowl here soon the giants are saying that they can't sign free agents because of the city listen to what charles barkley said about our community Hey, Reggie, we love you. Let's not have another All-Star in Indiana. Let's let this be the last one. Come on, man. Was it the snow, You, you, you spent enough time here, Reggie. You don't need to come back home. Was it the minus, uh, <laughs> hey, you know, hey, the hey. 17 degrees? Hey, 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 hey Reggie. Yes? If you, had a, if you had a chance of being cold or being around a bunch of homeless crooks in San Francisco, we need to... Oh, that's oh, crazy. Oh, no. You're not welcome. Oh, not oh, you're not welcome. We love you. Uh, no, we don't. <laughs> yes, we do. You can't even walk around down yes, there. Yes, you can walk around. Yeah, with a bulletproof bag. That's your currency. I live in Arizona. That microphone <laughs> says coffee. Just hold that. I mean, it's just, it. I, I shake my head because it just drives me absolutely nuts. Let's go to Dave in Fremont. Dave in Fremont actually agrees with Charles Barkley. He might be the only one who does. And I, I, I want to hear his point of view. What's up, Dave? Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, what's going on, fellas? Um, I don't mean to be the uh, the Debbie Downer, man, but, um, yeah, Charles is 100% right. Um, the Bay Area is not 
the place that it used to be. And this is coming here to just play, right? It's not just, hey, we're going to sign you to a contract. You're going to show up on the basketball court. You're going to show up on the baseball field. You got to remember, a lot of these people, they bring their families, their kids. They have to put them in the California school systems. I'm not going to go in, into any of that stuff. Yeah, but Dave, wait, but real I'm quick, real quick. Right now, I'll let you continue. Dave, yep, do you really it. think they're not sending mm-hmm. their children to private schools? We've got some of the best, most world-class no, private schools that, on the but, planet. But, but hold on. Can I, ask you, can I ask you a question, though? Don't you kind of think that that might add to the inconvenience of having to send your kids or have your family live somewhere else besides the place that you play? I'm telling you, it's not it's not the place that it used to be. You can't go walk down like when when you used to be able to walk down Montgomery and go to the baseball game and now you gotta see all of these, you know, people who again, I'm an, I used to be I'm a recovering addict myself as well too, so I know what a lot of these people might be going through. I never had to spend a night on the street, so I can't I'm not gonna go into what these people have going on personally, but I'm telling you right now, like it's not um, it's a it's a big thing amongst all of us around here in the Bay Area. Like it's hard to want to go to a game when you have to see all of this stuff going on on the streets, and it's it's hard because you this is our this is our home. This is our place. You know what I mean? This, our, yeah, but our Dave, Dave, here, our families are here. Dave, I, it's it's you make some salient points, but here's what I would disagree. I took the bus to games my whole life, and I remember walking down in 2010, 2011, 2012, where there, there were homeless people everywhere. Still then, like it's not a new thing. I think that that's the problem. That I, if you didn't have some weirdos on your Muni or your Bart train in 2010, like what what bus were you on that I wasn't on? That's what yeah, I want to no, know. Hey, look, I you're right. You're right. I'm not saying that they haven't been there i'm not saying that they haven't been there just saying the numbers now are exponentially higher and and i mean look at things that are going around in the city you have businesses and places like that that are leaving well that time out i I just went to quarter madera so i'm I'm glad you brought this up Uh, fp you ever been to quarter madera that they've got a big shopping center over there i have yeah it was empty it was completely empty It's because everybody shops online exactly I'm addicted to Amazon. But, I need help. But FP, that's that's my larger point. Like, yes, there is a ton of businesses leaving downtown San Francisco because it doesn't pencil anymore. Because nobody's shopping in person and the rents are through the roof. And all of the business now is done virtually. That's I'm like is there a crime that's an aspect of it? Absolutely. I will not deny it. I don't know what slice of the pie it is. But it's the bigger thing is is nobody shopping anywhere anymore. There's this thing called Uber Eats. <laughs> Everybody's doing Uber Eats. Do you think McDonald's foot traffic is the exact same as it was 15 years ago? No, no, not at all. So I'm not surprised when I see these businesses with these huge warehouses paying hundreds of thousands of dollars a month. It's a supply and demand issue. Why would you rent something out when you don't have the business to justify it anymore? And you could file it under crime. I file it under the lack of foot traffic, which is everywhere in America. Like I said, I just went to Corte Madera. If you think Corte Madera, you want to see one of the saddest Macy's on the planet? Go to the Corte Madera and Macy's uh, out there. It was empty. There was no one there. Now, if you think those shops will still be there three years from now, if they don't uptick foot traffic, you got another thing coming. Gee, we got to get back to sports. I'm not a politics guy. Is this politics? I, 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 I yeah, we got to, we got to get back to sports. We do. Like, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know all this stuff. I, I want to talk about baseball and basketball and football. How? Okay, I, well, I really let, don't want to talk about this anymore. Seriously. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, we got to, we got to talk about sports. 
because oh. we're, we're just getting really knee deep in the weeds in politics, and I'm just well, not comfortable I, I think with this. This th- we're having an intersection here, like right. So y- you've seen the Giants over the last couple of years, yeah. Right? Do you think? Because I got offended when I heard some of their comments regarding how they couldn't sign free agents. To me, if they were a winning organization where a guy thought that he could actually hit 40 jacks and win a couple of championships, more people would be inclined to sign here. I, I don't think it had to do with the city. I mean, I think it's an element of why guys aren't coming, but isn't there, aren't there other factors for professional athletes when choosing where to go? Well, I said all last year that if, if, if the Giants won, they would have a chance at Shohei because he got a taste of winning the World Baseball Classic, and he's like, this is cool. Uh, because you're on a team with... Not that Anthony Rendon's done anything with the Angels, but you got Mike Trout, and and they never won. And I didn't know that he was that much of a competitor until I saw him in the WBC, like pumping fists and showing emotions. So my whole take last season was the Giants have to win to get this guy because he wants to win. So when you talk about the city, where you talk about the weather, you talk about anything, um, the Giants historically have developed, besides Barry through a tr- getting him from the Pirates, historically have developed offensive players. And, and signed pitchers. Because everybody wants to pitch in a ballpark yeah, yeah. that's conducive to pitching. So when you have free agents and you have cold weather and you have a ballpark that's not conducive to home runs and triples alley, that's where uh, home runs go to die. Of course. That affects your ability to sign a, a, an offensive player. Like I talked to Brian Sabian all the time and he would say that like Buster Posey and guys like that, the good hitters, you have to develop through your minor league system. So I think it's more of a winning thing. I think it's more of a... Weather thing, I don't think the city of San Francisco, even though Buster said that he hears that from free agents, and and, and to be honest, wives have a lot to say and families have a lot to say, parents have a lot to say on where you sign. When it comes down to it, if I call somebody for the Giants and I talk to them, I think it was more of a platoon thing and the way they ran things in the past versus the city. If we're talking about baseball, yes. it doesn't affect the Warriors no. in signing free agents. It de- definitely doesn't affect the Niners because they play in freaking Los Angeles. <laughs> and I won't go to Niners games because it's just too far if I live in the city. Yeah. And they should build it. I've been saying they, sh- they need a stadium in San Francisco forever, but that's not going to happen. So when you talk about the city being an issue, I don't, know that it's, I don't know that it's the number one reason. I think there's about five reasons before that, if I'm being honest. I agree with you on that. And I always think about this, like, FB, how many of those Giants games did you do post games? How many years? I did seven years. I seven. Think. Yeah, yeah. I used to do like Rennell and I used to be on stools outside the dugout, sitting there, and we, yeah, we just did pregame for a while. Then we did pre and post, and Greg Papa and I would do it from the public house, and yeah, it was fun. So one of the cool things that I like that AT and T has that Candlestick didn't have when a game ended, right? Everybody got into their cars and they went home. Or you hopped on the 28X. This is a candlestick. You yeah. Know? And you just kind of left, right? <laughs> You'd be like 8,000 of us on a Tuesday Half night. Half frozen? Yeah, exactly. I used to root for quad A candlesticks when I was a fan sitting in the bleachers. Oh, yeah. I would, even the, the Giants mall. were ahead 3-2 to two in the ninth. I would root for the Braves to score runs so I could get a quad A candlestick. Because <laughs> I wanted one of those so bad. How many did so you end up getting? I think only one. Yeah, I've got but we would root for tie games. Yeah, because I wanted one of those. That's the greatest promotion the only one ever of all time. Of and it was time. pick where you want to sit too after like the third inning. Yeah, you just sneak by the security guard and the bleachers, and then you get down to the on deck circle, and we try to get close in about the fourth or fifth inning all yeah. the time. Pay for bleacher seats, sneak into the box seats. But I think one of the things that like 
people miss on AT&T and they don't ever bring it up, when the game ends and they block off 3rd Street, okay, as everybody's coming out of the game, that's one of the coolest things in the city. Yeah. The vibe of everyone. People are cooking hot dogs. <laughs> well, you know what I'm talking about with the bacon wrapped around it? And everybody's just like, it's a madhouse to get to their streetcar or to get to the Uber or the Caltrains or back to their car. I think it's really cool. And when I come out of a game at Oracle or, excuse me, yeah, it's Oracle Park now, or Chase Center, I think the vibe around the stadium is so cool. And I think that it's super safe. Like, I really do. Are there people selling you stuff? Yes. Yes. There's going to be t-shirt vendors, and there's going to be people selling seeds and beer and water bottles and hot dogs wrapped with bacon that smell really good that you immediately regret after consuming. Gut bomb. Yes. But, like, the whole vibe outside of the stadium, and I always go like... When I go to Boston, this is the exact same vibe that I have outside of the stadium. I'm not seeing what people are saying about the city on game day. So that's what I think about. Like You talk about the players' wives. When they're leaving the stadium, it must be pretty cool to see everybody walking around the city. But they don't walk out with the fans. That's they true. go through a tunnel to the players' lot. They're true. never exposed to that. But I'm with you 100%. I walk from my place. It's about a mile yeah. and a half to chase all the time to basketball games. And I walk home, and uh, I, I've never once felt unsafe. I'm with you on that. Let's go out to the lines. Robert in San Jose, 888-957-9570. Charles Barkley taking a shot at San Francisco. We're getting the All-Star game again next year. I also want to hear suggestions on what we can do to make the All-Star game better. Robert, what do you got? Uh, thanks for taking my call. I'll make it real quick. Uh, why people here get so excited about uh, what Charles Barkley thinks about the area is beyond me. I mean, who cares what the guy thinks? Uh, but to uh, Dave from Fremont, uh, San Jose in the Bay Area, San Jose and South Bay specifically, was rated the best uh, large city in America to raise a family. So I don't know what that guy's thinking about in terms of the schools. I've got two daughters that went to public school, and uh, one's at law school at the University of Chicago, one's at law school at Harvard. So, uh, dude, I don't know what's going on in Fremont, but uh, things in the Bay Area are all right. We you go to any city, you go to Philadelphia, mm -hmm. New York, Atlanta, L.A., you'll find the same issues in every metropolitan city in the country, period. I was just in New York, had crazy guys talking to me <laughs> on the subway there. And it's just, you just roll with it. They're everywhere, and, and, and it's just society, just America today. So uh, just relax on Charles Barkley. And in terms of the All-Star game, just end it. Uh, these guys don't care. Uh, it's not a real game. I don't watch any all-star games. The uh, all-star game coming like the Pro Bowl in football. Uh, it's just not worth doing. Just let them all take a three-day break and regroup and have no game. Well, the all-star game Saturday night peaked with 5.4 million viewers during the 7 to 7.15 window, and that was during Steph versus Sabrina. The whole night averaged a 4.6, which is up 31%. So even though a lot of people weren't feeling it, I mean, I was ripping the entire thing. I did like the three-point shooting contest. I liked Steph versus Sabrina. Viewership is up a little. And does that mean anything to anybody? Well, how much that was just people wanting to tune in and see the Steph the novelty. versus Sabrina... Like I mean, for me, I I didn't I missed the skills competition. Didn't it was even watch. It, didn't even know what was happening at the time. Yeah. I look at my phone. Oh, hey, there's all star stuff going on right now. And I flipped on. And I got to the three point contest, which that's literally the only event I watched at this point. And that was because it's usually Steph or Clay are in it. So that would always draw me to the three point contest. So I watched that. And then yeah, I was mainly watching the three point contest while making dinner because 
I want to see Steph and Sabrina afterwards. I could care less about the NBA players in the three-point contest. Yeah, congratulations, Dame. You won. I don't care. That, that was, was fun. No, no, it was cool. Like, I, I don't mean to dog on it that yeah, much. Yeah. It was like... The three-point contest is the only part I enjoyed, and really the only reason I was watching it was because I wanted to watch the thing afterwards. Did you grow up loving All-Star Weekend? Because it used to be huge to me. Oh, yeah, I no, I loved all the All-Star festivities for all the sports. Because yeah. as, as we said earlier in the show, it is a celebration of the game. Yes. And that's what I love. I think the, the, the NBA used to brand it, I think, one of the best brandings of an All-Star game ever, the world's greatest pickup game, which I love that idea because it, it took that's away the seriousness like of the that. game. But like you could see, like the guys out there having fun. And it's like when you looked at it in that in that kind of a vision, the game kind of made a little bit more sense. Last night, that was the world's laziest like YMCA game. Like, well, it was a bad representation of your product on a variety of fronts. And we named the game's MVP trophy after Kobe Bryant, and then we give it to someone who participated in that effort. It's just it's it's insulting in in, in a sense. We and, have to give it that. And way. they had a chance bringing back the East versus West to I make it like something that. again. I didn't like Why the did team LeBron and picking things. I, I didn't like. You didn't that. like that. No, I like East versus West, dude. I, I just like I'm that. With you. I like the East versus West rivalries in sports. Period. I yeah. kind of liked it when they did pick teams because then you got like you got teammates you got matchups that you didn't normally see I remember the first I think the first year they did it the game ended when LeBron and KD who was on the Warriors yes. at the time boxed double teamed and boxed out Steph that was pretty that cool that was so cool yeah, it's like was cool. when are you ever going to see that like it was, I mean probably at some point but still it was just like <laughs> it was a novelty that at the time it's like this is really cool like, one year like Steph and Clay were playing against each other like it's it's stuff like that like I kind of like that part of, of the picking but, teams but here's you the saw thing. things you don't normally see well here's the thing I'm kind of more with FP on this one American League versus National National League to me meant something when we were talking about the Major League Baseball because I was always a National League guy, right? I that's that's just I root for the National League. I'm giant through and through, and that mattered to me. And I like the differentiating between the two, uh, whatever divisions, if you will, right? And now with the DH being in both of them, and now you have umpires that are you know throughout the entire league, not just AL and NL specific umpires. It's been homogenized and. I do like the East versus the West. I I, I do. I, I like that aspect of it. Yeah, I, I like the fact that in the All-Star game before interleague play, it was the first time maybe players got to see players from the other league. And, and you'd hear like guys like Pete Rose and Johnny Bench talk about, well, we would hear guys from the other league hear about them and know about them, but then we played against them. That was the first time. And before interleague play, I think it would, there was a lot of pride in the clubhouses before that game. Like, look, we're the National League, damn it. We want to beat the American yeah. League, or vice versa. And now it's just, I don't even know what team anybody's playing for. They all wear the same uniforms. The uni uniforms were horrific last uh, July. That I agree with. And, and I, I don't know. I I guess there's no real good all-star uh, all game now in sports. No, I think the baseball one was good. Like watching Aaron Judge, and maybe I'm maybe I'm just diluted here, but watching Aaron Judge talk to Giancarlo Stan uh, Stanton in the outfield when they had them all mic'd up, I thought that was cool. Uh, a couple years ago, they had the kid from Toronto who's completely lost his way. What's the the heavy set starter? Come on. Uh, Mankata, what was it? Oh, yeah, yeah. Manoa. Manoa, Manoa, thank you. Manoa nice. was mic'd up, and he's talking mad smack. That was cool. Like I enjoyed that. The whole sequencing of pitching and 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 how he was going through everything. I think that was that was fun. I don't know. This is the NBA. I don't know how they fix it. I really don't know if there's an answer. Just don't play it. No. Yeah. It, it, or do you have to incentivize it with with a a, a, a monetary reward or bigger to the winner? So now we play a little bit harder. If you're they TNT, don't need that money though. I know they don't. But if you're TNT, you're paying for this entire package. 
I'm only getting 1.67 million viewers or so per average telecast, and I got almost 5 million on a Saturday night, and I didn't. I haven't seen the overnights from last night, Sunday. They're not going to do away with the All-Star game because TNT needs that in their television package. Yeah, there's going to be an All-Star game, and, and maybe they just come together as players and say, let's play harder, like Pajemski said after the Rising Stars game. Maybe, but like I think Steph realizes the importance of it. But it's, it's, it's all self self preservation. Nobody wants to go Dre Greenlaw in an NBA All Star game and, and miss the rest of the season. So I understand from an athlete standpoint why they're not maybe participating as intensely as we would like them to. But then there's there, there's a happy medium between That's... not trying and just going balls out and trying too hard. They scored 200-something points last night. 75% rule, dude. Just give me 75%. <laughs> because nobody can tell the difference. All right, let's write a tat-tat some of these. 888-957-9570. We're getting the All-Star game in a year. I want suggestions. Barkley obviously ripped the city. Let's go to BPA. BPA, step right up, no winning. What do you got? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, I'm not going to get political either. But, um, you know, San Francisco accounts for, I think, 6% of the population of the Bay Area. And so my take is stop calling it the Bay Area, call it San Francisco, because that's an outlier. And the issues that San Francisco has, maybe Oakland, but like you go to, you know, San Mateo or Redwood City or Palo Alto or Los Gatos, and it's just, that's not, (laughs) it's nothing like that, right? And it's not close. And so I really wish, yeah, I wish San Francisco would get, you know, sort of fix it. Uh, I don't think San Francisco is the reason for the Giants' issues, right? I think the Giants are, you know, every vibe from the Giants for a while, <laughs> including an owner who's just right of until then, is we don't like it here, man. <laughs> we don't like this city. We don't celebrate this city anymore. Um, and so, yeah, I think it's the Giants have a Giants issue. It's an ownership issue. It's a Farhan issue. And the vibe they emit is, you know, repelling the fans. And it will continue to repel the fans. I've never seen this much disinterest in the Giants ever it's crazy. in my life, and they've earned it. Well, yeah, we'll, anyway. We're going to get into that, BPA. Let's go to the injury report first. It's time for the injury report. It really hurts. Brought to you by Boxer in Person, Northern California's premier workers' compensation law firm, helping injured workers get their lives back for over 40 years. All right. FP, last week it was revealed 49er defensive lineman Eric Armstead had been playing with a torn meniscus in his right knee and he sustained it against the Eagles at the start of December. The injury sidelined him for the final five weeks of the season. It cost him a chance to, to suit up in the playoffs, but he did. Uh, Armstead will get the corrective surgery to fix the issue this offseason, and he is expected to be ready at the start of training camp. You ever had a, a torn meniscus that you had to play through? Yeah, I've had four knee surgeries. I have everything four. except for a torn ACL. See, Bonte rips me for getting hurt all the time, and I tell him, if you play ball, you will get hurt. I played with a broken Number kneecap four. for half a season. We're going to talk about yeah. that. I want to get into that. All right. The injury report was brought to you by Boxer and Kirsten, Northern California's premier worker compensation law firm, helping injured workers get their lives back for over 40 years. What's coming up on the game is brought to you by Fremont Bank, full-service banking, no compromises. We are going to continue talking to you, and I want to ask FP about this, and I want to talk to you, the audience. Is this the least excited you've been about Giants baseball in a decade, in two decades, in forever? Let me know. Let us know. Hit us up. FP, filling in for Bonte, Shasky, it's the Morning Roast on 95.7 The Game. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.